What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Howdy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching and listening. Oh, man, deep subjects today. Getting into some deep, deep stuff. Time versus money. Which is more valuable? And when should you quit your job if one of, one of those things is getting in the way of the other? It's like the lifelong question. It's something that everyone struggles with. Man, woman, every kind of human goes through this struggle of time versus money. Which do you have now? Which is more valuable? And does it jeopardize your job? <laughs> Deep stuff. So honored to be, be sponsored today by ShipStation for this podcast. And the holiday season is right around the corner. And this year, we know that people are going to be buying more stuff online than ever before. If you're an e-commerce seller and you're ready to meet the demands of a record-breaking online shopping season, it's now. You need to be prepared right now. And you can get ready with ShipStation. It's whether you're selling online and getting massive amounts of orders or you're running a smaller business. How do you keep track of who gets what? What shipping carrier should you use? And how do you know you're getting the best rates? That's why my choice here at Yee Apparel is ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, most affordable way to manage your shipping orders. It's just a few clicks. You can manage your orders. You can even do it right there on your cell phone. Uh, it helps online sellers get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep customers happy. And that is what we strive for every day at Yee Apparel. doesn't matter what you're selling. Amazon, Etsy, your own website. ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. It works with all the major carriers like USPS, FedEx, UPS, even International. And you can compare with the best shipping solutions with anyone else in the, in the entire world. Uh, they even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for the large Fortune 500 companies. It's no wonder ShipStation's the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Right now, Granger Smith Podcast listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the offer code GRANGER. Make your business ready to meet the demands of a massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. So click the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Granger. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code Granger. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And speaking of making things happen, little ads just like that help make this podcast possible for everyone. It's free for you to listen to. And it's, it's, it's really important that I deliver the best quality content to you. So I have some, some deep stuff to get into today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. Yee yee.
catch you up in my world a little bit. Country Things Volume 1, which released a couple weeks ago, uh, will be followed by Volume 2, which comes out, here I'll make the announcement on the podcast right now, Black Friday, which is like, what is that, November 27th, whatever the Friday is, it's like the 27th, I believe, of November, uh, eight new songs, you don't have to wait very long in between Volume 1 and Volume 2, the whole project, 16 songs total, uh, my 10th studio album, I think it's my best stuff yet. Volume 2, Notables. We got two Earl Dibbles Jr. songs. Uh, we've got some some good classic versions of what I you're used to me writing in the past. Um, we've got some really good show burners, really good live show stuff, um, some good surprises in there. So I know, I feel confident you guys are going to like this Volume 2. And so excited to tell you about um, kind of our launch, our leading up to that and the promos that we're going to do, including all culminating about that same time, I'll be giving away my truck. So I just made that announcement on my YouTube channel um, that we are giving away my old Silverado pickup truck, the one I've driven for the last 10 years. And... It will probably that's probably the biggest moment uh, of my professional career is letting go of my most prized physical possession, my truck, uh, the closest thing to me that I own, uh, and, and so that's a really big deal. And there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of reasons that I'm comfortable with parting with it. But one of those reasons is knowing that it could go to someone that could it could significantly add value to their lives and that possibly I could even stay in touch and get updates on how she's doing and how she's driving and see pictures. And um, I will deliver this personally to the winner. So everything that I've just said, we will make the official announcement for that on how and why and where and how to register and how this giveaway is going to work. Um, uh, Talk about how I'll deliver it. We'll we'll deliver all of that information to you guys coming up soon. Um, But I'm just, I'm just kind of laying the groundwork right now on this podcast for you guys. Uh, It's just, there's really exciting times. Um, So many videos, this podcast, as you know, comes out every Monday. So uh, please do me a favor right now. And the best thing you could do for this podcast for me is tell a friend. So if this podcast gives you any value at all, because it's free for you to listen or watch, but if it gives you any value, whatever platform you're watching on right now, whatever podcast app or YouTube or whatever it is, subscribe to this page and tell a friend Just say, Hey, you should check out Mondays. My boy Granger does this podcast and uh, he talks about all kinds of things in the world and in life. And it adds something to my life. You should check it out one of these days. Or if anyone says, you know, there's a common question like, what podcast are you listening to? Uh, just say, oh, Granger Smith podcast every Monday. That, that will help grow this podcast uh, more than any kind of ad official advertisement or however much I talk about it. You guys, that word of mouth, friend to friend, is the best thing that could possibly happen. So do me that solid, and I'll jump into these questions like I typically do on Mondays. 
Um, these questions come from grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. So if you have a question, go to grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me a message. Tell me your name, where you're from. You can stay anonymous if you want. And I throw these into a folder. I do not read them until I'm on the air. So um, whatever you're about to throw at me will surprise me. And I will have to um, stutter my way through these questions as I read them without screening them. So um, try to keep it PG if you can for that exact reason too. And I'm scrolling right now and I'll stop right here. And this message is from Bobby. Bobby says, Hey Granger, this is Bobby from Bismarck, North Dakota. Shout out to North Dakota fans. Big fan of yours, and I have met you through meet and greets and cameos a couple times. Uh, very excited for the new album. I'm in a very frustrating time in my life, and I feel as if I'm stuck. I'm searching for some kind of advice to help clarify my gut instincts. I'm currently a power plant worker in western North Dakota. I've uh, been grinding at it for eight years now. It pays exceptionally well and has been a financial blessing. But it comes with some real sacrifices. I have an 87-mile commute. I'm working 12-hour shifts with rotating days and nights, lots of overtime, waking up at 3.30 in the morning and getting home at 7.30 at night when I'm on the day shifts. I've always, I'm always tired when I'm not home and... Uh, Excuse me, I'm always tired and not home nearly as much as I'd like. Moving closer to work is not an option. Long story short, I'm 31 years old. I want to start a family with my wife soon. I don't want to be known as the dad that's always at work or always tired. I don't have many other options to work a normal life in my hometown without losing at least half of my income. How could I feel good knowing I would be taking a huge financial risk to quit my job to be the dad and the family man I want to be, uh, but giving up the job that, that would provide everything that we want or need? It's time or money. I can't have both. Man, what a way to start, Bobby. What a way to start. So shout out, first of all, to Bismarck, North Dakota, anybody listening from there, and shout out to uh, Power Plant Workers. I know there's a lot of you guys. It's a, it's a perfectly le legitimate question, Bobby. It's a question that I'm sure a lot of people um, will search for an answer for that their entire life. And... That includes me, right? That includes me. And most people can fall into that category, money or time. And I can tell you what I've learned in my life. You say it's money or time. I can't have both. So at that point you say, well, which is more valuable, money or time? And there is an undisputable answer to that. Time is infinitely more valuable than money because you could always make money. You could always have more of it. You could always spend it. You could always lose it, but you, always, you could always make more or win more or earn more or inherit more somehow. But you can only have so much time. Time is finite. It is ticking away. 
and you and me and everyone else are on the clock and it never stops ticking. It will never stop. And you and me and every other human on this planet has an expiration date. Now, the key is none of us know when or where or how that expiration date exists. It is part of what makes it human. It is part of the, the beauty of this world. Because if you, if you take away that aspect, if you take away the finite time in our lives, and it's just endless here on earth, then it takes away joy. It takes away hope. It takes away peace. Because can you imagine on this earth an endless amount of suffering forever? No, what makes it special is knowing that we only have this precious time, this small window of time. And we mess up and we try to fix it and we mess up a little more and then we try to patch it up and fix it some more. And then we have some wins and we have some losses, but it's all confined in this one small unit of maybe 80 years, some people less. So you have to make a decision, brother, on time versus money, knowing that time is way more valuable. I want to, I want to dispute a couple things that you said, Bobby. Um, first of all, I want to throw out there that there is nothing fundamentally wrong with you continuing forever at this power plant. You're making good money. You got a little bit of a long commute. I could fix that commute, that 87 mile commute. Hey, you could knock out some podcasts. You could listen to some audiobooks. So it, right now, I would suggest that, like right off the bat, use, utilize that 87-mile commute both ways, right? And, hey, you could learn another language. You could learn, think of all the audiobooks you could listen to, um, whether that's nonfiction or fiction, or you want to learn some kind of trade or skill or, um, or engulf yourself in this podcast or listen to a, a million of my albums. Now, hey, there's, there's a lot of things you could do. I would say whatever you do on that commute, don't waste that time. So right off the bat, make you a little power list. Like, okay, cool. It's, say it's Sunday and you're going into work on Monday. Make a little list like, okay, cool. Tomorrow my commute, I got 87 miles there and 87 miles back. What am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to listen to this particular audiobook on the way there and on the back, on the way back to kind of decompress. I don't want to think too much on the way back. So I'm going to go to like a classic nonfiction and try to dig into like a classic writer and just kind of relax, decompress a little bit after work and utilize that. Don't don't listen to political radio or news, it's like sports talk radio. I mean, it's fun every once in a while to get into that. I love sports and I get addicted to listen to politics, but it's not good for the brain. So don't dive to, don't use all 87 miles to just waste away listening to random radio stations and ran, you know, like really focus in on that time. And that's for now. That's that's what you could start today. Um, I understand your concern. You're still, you're still super young at 31 and you're ready to start your family. Um, I always tell people it is never the wrong time after you're 30 <laughs> to, to, 
to start that family. It's never, what I mean is, it's never going to be a better time in your life than right now for you in terms of your relationship with your wife and your relationship with your work, because that could always change. It's always changing. So, hey, go ahead and start that family. And then you have, you still have a lot of time to figure out what you're going to do at work. It's, it's legitimate that you're thinking, and it's actually uh, proof that you have a lot of integrity that you're actually thinking this far ahead about your family and your future and the dad and the husband that you want to be, that you're aspiring to be. Brother, that is, there's so much integrity in that because you're already thinking as the provider and the, the molder and shaper of your children as a father that's present and there. And so I already know that whatever happens in your life, Bobby, you're going to be just fine. Whether, whether or not you work this job and you're a hard worker and that's, that's what you do or not, because you're the kind of guy that's going to make that decision that, Hey, I am going to keep this job because I want my kids to live in this community and go to this school. And in order to do that for them to have, to be set up to succeed, they're going to need this kind of education and, and to get that kind of education, I need to be working this job to make this kind of money. That is a legitimate reason uh, to stay. And then if you're worried about it, then you go, all right, I am going to be, when I'm home, I'm going to be super present. I'm going to be super focused. I know that I'm going to be, I'm going to be tired, but I'm not, when I'm home, I'm not going to be scrolling around on my phone um, wasting away on social media or, or, or some kind of email chain that I get stuck in or, or watching some mindless TV show. When I'm home, I'm going to be focused on my wife and my kids. Hey, it's not easy. It's not easy to say that. Um, I struggle with that too when I'm out on the road and I'm working. And I, I have the same struggles you do because I think, man, is it worth being out on the road? You know, should, should I stay home more? Be be home with my kids. And then I try to justify it by saying this. I want my kids to grow up and go, dad worked really hard. Dad was very passionate about what he did. And he put us first. Not necessarily. That doesn't have to mean dad switched jobs so that he didn't have to work so much so he could be around us all the time. That doesn't always equate to dad was looking after us because sometimes that means dad was looking after us so much that he worked extra hours and he worked really hard. And then when he got home, he was all about us and he was so involved in our lives. And then he provided us with a lifestyle that we might not have been able to have if he hadn't have worked so hard. So you see, there's this, there's this, there's this push and pull. And, and that's what I'm trying to tell you that there's not a right answer to I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, Bobby, quit your job, man. Quit your job and get something local. Because you've already said there's not very many good options. But what you can do, since you, you, you could first of all say, yes, time is more valuable than money. And so when I do have time, I'm going to take every minute and invest it back into my family and myself. Whether that's on my drive time, whether that's on my days off when I am home, or whether that's getting as much vacation time as I can from my boss. There's a million reasons. You're asking the right questions. I think you're absolutely in the right direction. And please do a follow-up on me in this podcast. Will you write back in 
five, six, seven months from now and let us all know what you ended up doing. And then I'll read this back on this podcast and say, hey, we have an update from Bobby in North Dakota, and this is what he's decided to do. Uh, But I'm sure we're all really interested to find out. And I'm proud of you, man, for keeping your head straight and and keeping it in the right place. Let's see what else we have here. If you hear voices in the background, it's a busy, busy day at the Yiki Farm. We are buzzing, man. We are trying to get these orders out. We got people, we got alarm system people here installing things. We got uh, phone calls being made. It's always crazy here at the farm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go here to uh, this is Austin. Let me see if see if I can find out where Austin's from now. I don't know. Um, it says, "Hey Granger, I hope all is well with you. My name is Austin. I'm currently 17. I'm turning 18 towards the end of October. I recently got interested in your podcast, and I'm hoping for some good life advice." Like I said, I'm almost 18 finishing high school in May. I have zero interest in college. Uh, rather, I really want to get into to blue-collar work, specifically Alliance Repair, which I have done a lot of internships in. Uh, I know the pay is good, and I really enjoy it. I've been dating this girl for almost two years. We get along absolutely great, agree on everything big, small, and political. I love her family, and she loves mine. Likewise, her family loves me, and my family loves her. Christianity is a big part of both of our lives. And if everything goes as planned, we want to get married in about a year. I'd be 19. Uh, We have no intentions of having any children at any point in the foreseeable future. I have a couple questions. One, what are your tips for a young adult slash teenager wanting to start their life? What should I be focused on in life? Anything I should be doing or avoiding to have a successful life? I have no interest in partying, drugs, all that, which most people do during their late teens and 20s. And I'd rather start working a full-time job, which I mentioned before. In your opinion, how does one know when it's the right time to get married? Do you think people should wait until their 30s to get married? Like most people suggest, any advice about becoming an adult would be great. Thanks. Yee, yee. All right, Austin. Um... Great questions, buddy. I, I'm going to dig in here with you. And I, I'm, I'm going to first of all say that, just like I told the last, the last question, buddy, your heart is in the right place. You're, you're absolutely thinking right. Um, it sounds like you got a great girl. Uh, you, you have a good path for you, uh, for your future. I think that's amazing. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and pump the brakes right now on the marriage thing. I'm going to pump the brakes right now. Um, and that is not, I know that that's not the answer you wanted to hear. And I know you built this girl up um, and she sounds like she's awesome. You, you love her family. She loves you. Uh, her family likes you. you. You guys agree on everything. You have the same uh, religious beliefs. But the biggest problem is um, when you're planning on getting married, you're going to be 19. And that's, uh, that there, you have so much life, uh, you have so much to, I, I don't want to say so much to learn because I don't want to act like I know more than you, but um, you have so much more to experience. And it is not fair to either one of you to cut that experience short and jump into marriage because you're going to have marriage the rest of your life. You're going to have that opportunity. Uh, you're maybe going to have her. I mean, there is nothing wrong 
with dating this girl for a long time at your age? If you were 30 years old asking me this question, I'd say, buddy, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get married. But you are putting a disadvantage to yourself and to her um, by depriving her of her 20s with her friends so that she can go out and have girls' nights and experience uh, life and and um, mess up and make up for the mess up and learn from the mistakes and then gr- and find out how to be a woman because she's she is going to be completely different at 18 than she is when she's 31. She is going to be a different person, and you are too in so many ways. You're going to be a different person. And Amber and I talk about this all the time. I got married uh, when I was 30. And we laugh. We go back and forth and we laugh and we say, this wouldn't have worked if you met me when I was 19. Because I was a different person. I didn't know how to handle adversity like I, like I do now. Um, and none of this is a knock on you, dude. You sound like a very mature guy. You got a lot of stuff figured out. Um, it sounds like you're ahead of your years. But... There is nothing that could take the place of this next decade coming up, your 20s. Nothing could take the place of that, and you will deprive yourself if you jump into wedlock too early. And it, this is a time, the only time in your life, because you've been, you've been a young kid, and then you were a teenager, and you're just entering your adult life now, and you're going to deprive yourself of that adult life and not have, not have that ability to be selfish and there's that word, like everyone's like, oh, dude, you should never be selfish. Well, yeah, you, you need to, you have to be, you deserve to be right now to be selfish. And it, the last question I had from Bobby is the opposite of what you're asking. See, Bobby has to be, he has to be not selfish. He has to be the provider. He has to be, put himself and his dreams and his goals and his money and his life second to his family. You are the opposite right now. You need to put yourself first, your life, your dreams, your goals, uh, your job that you're thinking about getting into. Um, what did you say? You, you wanted to get into your to, uh, appliance repair. You need to put that and, your, and your, your goals to jump into appliance repair first. And you need to focus on that and make sure that you win. Number one, it's you. It's all about you, Austin. And then... A few years go by, you could still keep the same girlfriend. But a few years go by and you decide to marry her, you are now second. Your goals for appliance repair are second to hers. Uh, your your time with your friends is now second to hers. And you can't deprive yourself of that right now. I I know that you said you have no interest in partying, drugs, at all, which most people do in their late teens and 20s. I'd rather start working a full-time job, which I mentioned before. And man, you got your priorities set. It's great that you're not, you have no interest in partying and drugs. It's great. But you're also making that decision at 17 years old. And it's impossible to predict when you're 17, how you're going to act in your 20s. And it's very admirable that you want to, that you already know that you want to turn against bad things in your twenties, but you, you are, you're going to suppress that before you even get there instead of 
being 23 years old and having a couple of too many drinks and then going, whoa, that was a bad, that was a bad idea. And you are making that decision as a single man and not as a married man with a baby on the way. There's a big, big difference. And then when you're 31, 32, and then you got a baby on the way, you go, yeah, I've, I've had a few drinks too many times and uh, I've been to a party and I've, and I've made a couple mistakes and I'm glad I will never do that again because you never want to wake up and go, I don't know. I'm 45 years old. I've never done anything bad. I've never even had a drink. And I wonder if maybe I should have been out to like my buddy's house and gone and gotten the tailgate of a truck and had a few too many beers and woke up, passed out next to the campfire. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not advocating for that. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying you don't want to wake up at 45 and go, I suppressed that because I thought that's, I thought that that was wrong. Does that make sense at all? I, maybe, maybe I'm not making sense, but I think bottom line, Austin, your head is straight. You sound like a great guy. You could do whatever you want. You do not have to listen to me, but I would always advocate in waiting till uh, about 10 more years for you. Um, and if, if she's a great girl, if she's the one, if she's everything you say she is, then she is going to agree with you and wait right alongside you till both of you are ready. I'll take a break. Be right back. Sponsor for today's podcast is Raycon. You know, whenever you listen to this podcast or maybe Country Things Volume 1, you know, the best way to listen is using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of the other guys. That's why I recommend wireless earbuds from Raycon. And they they actually seal in your ears really good. And it blocks out all that extra noise. So if you're on an airplane or maybe you're out exercising and you don't want to hear all that crap from the outside, um, the Raycons are awesome for that. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, more compact design, and a noise-isolating fit. Rayconders are stylish, they're discreet, no dangling wires or stems. Uh, it was founded by a bunch of celebrities, everybody from Mike Tyson to Snoop Dogg. Uh, they're obsessed with their products. So give them a try. Raycon has a 45-day free return policy. So you can make sure that they're the pair of wireless earbuds for you. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Granger. That's buyraycon.com slash Granger for a special 15% discount on Raycon wireless earbuds. Make sure you check it out now Now, why the deal is still running. Buyraycon.com slash Granger. Whenever I'm out, uh, you know, getting ready for a, a workout or even on the stage, I always think about, for some reason, I'm kind of weird like this, but I think about my feet. It all starts with my feet. And if I'm off balance in any way when I'm doing a show, it starts affecting me and I start thinking about it. Like if the stage is uneven or it has weird footing, do you guys do that? It's weird. And, and that kind of brings me to our, our next sponsor, Features, because they always say it starts with the feet, and they truly have really good socks. It sounds strange to say they have really good socks, but these sh socks could actually make a huge difference in your daily walks or out hitting the links if you're, if you're a golfer. 
Our runners worldwide have made features the soccer of their choice. And now you get the same benefits, specially tailored for the golf course. Their elite golf socks keep your feet cool, dry, blister-free while providing a custom-like fit that's not going to bunch up or slip during your backswing. Uh, these, these are engineered socks with targeted compression, anatomical design, and moisture-wicking material for unsurpassed performance. Uh, you know, they have, uh, they have the best design to achieve the everyday, the everyday worry-free lifestyle that uh, if, you're, if you're somebody like me that's obsessed with weird things on your feet, this just like ties all that up for you. Um, they are so much better than just conventional socks. So they have a lifetime guarantee. And they're so durable and long-lasting that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they're just going to give you a replacement pair. No questions asked. That's worth it right there. Uh, they're a proud-only family. They're a proud family-owned business. Uh, and here's your call to action feature. Socks will change how you feel about socks forever. So you can get your $10 off your first pair of features when you use the code Granger at features.com. That's features. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com, promo code Granger. $10 off your first pair. Here's a question from Joe. It says, hey man, love the podcast, love the music. My girlfriend of two years is being deployed and will be gone until late next year. We haven't spent very much time away from each other and seeing as we live together. My question is, with you being on the road so much, what's your secret to keeping good communication with your wife and family even when it's not easy to? Um, Joe, first of all, I want to say to your girlfriend, thank you for her service. Uh, thank you for the sacrifice that she's making for all of us so that I could have freedom of speech on this podcast and we could maintain a, a lifestyle that is unprecedented in world history because of people like your girlfriend. And I always like to throw in girlfriends, boyfriends, spouses, they fall into that category too. So Joe, thank you for your service as well. This is going to be a tough time and there's no way around it. What you're entering right now is um, statistically uh, it kind of leans towards people breaking up. So as long as you know that statistically you're going, you're you're fighting an uphill battle, and you want to set up your foundation with her, if you truly love her, um, you want to set up your foundation as strong as you can get it, knowing that nothing is going to break. So beyond communication. Like that's, that's down the road on your steps to do. First step is you sit down with her and I would look her in the eye and say, babe, I want to tell you before you leave, I would take her two hands and I would look her right in the eye and say, babe, I want to tell you, I know you're leaving. I will not forsake you. I will not mess things up because I love you. And I want to prove that to you. I want to prove that, that I am your man. You, wherever you go in the world, whatever happens, if we talk every day, awesome. If you skip a couple of weeks, if we don't hear from each other, I want to tell you, you could trust me. I got your back. I will not lie to you. I will not sneak around on you. I will not mess up this, this relationship. Now, Joe, you got to say that if you mean it. <laughs> if you don't mean it, I don't know enough about you through this. If you don't mean that, just let's make this easy and just cut this off right now. Let me just say that. Cut this off right now. If you don't mean that, if you can't say those words and absolutely mean it, then just say, babe, um, let's take some time off. Whenever you get back, we'll try to rekindle it. 
if you truly love her, if this is the woman that you're going to marry, then I would give that little speech to her. And you would hope that she can give that speech back to you. That is better than, that'll set you up for any kind of communication that you're going to have in the future. And then once you got that, once you got that trust, then you're not sitting around wondering like, I haven't heard from her. Or she's thinking, I haven't heard from him. What's he doing? Whose house is he at? What party is he at right now? That, that just get all that out of your head. So then the communication is much more easy. You could even skip a day. You don't hear from her. She doesn't hear from you. She's not worried. She's not thinking you're not cheating on her, you know, cause she trusts you. So start with that. And you're asking, uh, what's the secret to me and Amber? That's where it starts. I trust her and she trusts me, period. We ain't going to mess up. I will not mess up on her. She will not mess up on me. We trust each other. So I'm not sitting around on the bus when I'm on tour going, why did she not answer me? And I texted her 17 minutes ago. I know she's around her phone. Why, why is she not messaging me back? Or she's, and she's not thinking that about me. Like, I know he's off the stage by now. And he should be texting me. And the reality is that happens sometimes. Maybe I got off the stage. Maybe my phone ran out of battery. Maybe I'm, I got into something with my tour manager and we, didn't be, we couldn't make it back to the bus. And I got stuck in the green room and the parking lot was full. So I couldn't go to the bus. I didn't make it back to the bus. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't get to my phone and I didn't get to text her before she went to bed. That ain't no big deal. Amber doesn't worry about that because she knows I'm fine. I, I am not messing things up. That's just what she knows. So you see my point, Joe, set it up where that's the foundation. Then communication will be easy. FaceTime, if you can, text, um, phone calls, and just don't make it where it's the ultimatum. Like, hey, if I don't hear from you every day at 6 p.m., then you're going to have a big problem. I see that around me all the time. I see that with guys around me. And I see guys that get stuck in this rut where every time the scene changes in their life, They got to call the girl again. Like, all right, babe, we're getting to the gas station. I'll call you when we get back out of the gas station again. Bye. Hey, babe, we're back out out of the gas station. And then, oh, we're going to walk into the hotel lobby. Let me give you a call whenever I get into my room. Hey, babe, I just made it out of the lobby. I'm into my room. Dude, that is exhausting. Don't be that guy. None of y'all, don't be that. You don't, it doesn't need to be that way. There's, there's nothing you need to say to that person. If you just talked to them three minutes ago, there's nothing new to say. That's just a trust issue. That's worrying about where that person is because you don't trust them. Does that make sense? I answered your question, probably the opposite of how you thought I was going to answer it in a completely backwards way. But, uh, to me, that foundation before she leaves is the key, Joe. Let's skip around here. Let me skip on the questions. Once again, guys, if you want to email me, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me a message. If I don't get to your question now, hold up. I'm holding them in a pen here. I'm holding them in this file. So you actually don't, I I said at one point, send another one. You don't even need to do that. These aren't going anywhere. I'm not deleting them. They're just going to be here until I get to it and I will get to it. Okay, here's one. This says, hey, Granger, my name is Dylan from Shawnee, Oklahoma. Shout out to Oklahoma. 
I've been, uh, I hope you and your family are doing well. I have been a faithful follower of you for at least the past two years, maybe longer, and subscribe to both of your YouTube channels. My question comes from something you said last week about your hiring criteria for your band and crew. My question is this, have you ever thought about doing a type of internship or something similar for those people who have interest in working in the music industry so they can get a taste of what it's like before making the career choice? I know as a firefighter slash EMT, I'm always encouraged those people interested in my career to do a ride along or two so they could see what it's like. Um, not, it's not always like it is being on, you know, the heroes portrayed on TV. Thank you for all the music and being vulnerable. And I'm super excited to get the new album. Keep up the good work. Yee yee. Yeah, Dylan, we do think about that. We do think about internships, um, now, I, I would assume that a ride-along, if you're thinking about being a firefighter, a ride-along is super important. If you're thinking about being in the, in the music business, uh, a ride-along in the tour bus is, that's easy work for us. Um, so that, that, that would probably make you addicted to it a little bit more. The reality is you don't start, you, as firefighters start in the, in the truck, musicians don't start in the bus. You start in a, a crappy, stinky van. And that would be a better a better way to get into what it's like to get into the business as a band or, or a musician. Getting into a, a terrible van and driving across the country that way, trying to sleep, bouncing down the road while your drummer's driving. But we do think about that. We think about internships. Um, we actually haven't done anything, now, especially during this COVID time. But um, our bunks and our bus situation is always limited. And if you throw another person in the mix... It really, it throws off the dynamic of the crew, you know, to it kind of puts it off balance a little bit. So what we would rather do is have like a weekend show and bring somebody to the show and then they stay in a hotel and they kind of get to be part of the day and the show day, but they don't do actually traveling overnight. So yeah, that's definitely something in the works. And, um, I've also asked my tour manager, Chris, uh, to prop, to consider, interns for him to do some of his, uh, cause he has a lot of just daily work, uh, paperwork and stuff like that. So I've encouraged him to reach out to intern companies and maybe get some people to help him out. This one is from Dana says, Hey Granger, first of all, thank you for your music and your podcast and your videos. Uh, you make my week better. And I look forward to every single one of them. I'm so thankful that you allow us a glimpse into your family, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It allows us to feel like we know you. Thank you, Dana. I appreciate that so much. Um, says, to my question, have you ever thought about reaching out to Black Rifle Company? Um, about collaborating with them? A Yee Yee coffee flavor, perhaps. With them being veteran-owned, I feel it would be a great uh, fit for you. And pretty please make a Yee Yee gun holster. That's Dana from Illinois. And then she says, pronounced Renee with a D. So I, as I've been saying it wrong, I will now say Danae. Thank you, Danae. And sorry that I mispronounced your name until, until I read that at the end. Uh, my daughter was the one who told you they were there as her favorite song last year in Milwaukee. She told you about her uncle, my cousin, who just gotten back from Afghanistan. And you had Remington on the set list that night, but you changed it for her. So she still talks about it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Danae. Um, yes, I do know those, those guys at Black Rifle Coffee Company. We know them very well. Um, Matt Best, 
who works with them has been in the Holler music video. And we have a podcast planned with Black Rifle Coffee with their podcast that they have. Um, Matt Best is going to come be on this podcast and I'm going to be on theirs. And uh, maybe we will collab on a Yee Yee Coffee flavor. So comment below if Yee Yee Coffee from Black Rifle is something you'd be interested in. And what do you think that would taste like? That's the question. So in your comments, man, what do you think Yee Yee Coffee would taste like? Thank you, Danae. I think that's a great idea. Sorry for mispronouncing your name. Alexander says, hey there, Alex from Oklahoma. Will there be a return of Donnie Cowboy? Love all your stories and helpful advice. Yee yee. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, dude. Um, Donnie Cowboy. I'm Donnie. He is one of my characters along with Earl Dibbles and Bobby Wayne and Freddie and Dwayne. And Donnie is one of my favorites. You guys might know him from the song Parked Out by the Lake or some other videos that Donnie's had. Um, Donnie is... Uh, He's one of my favorites, and he hasn't taken off like Earl did. And so it's hard to kind of beat a dead horse when when Earl Dibbles just always does well. When we put out content with Earl, people like it. You put out content with Bobby Wayne or Donnie and some of these other guys, and sometimes it takes a little bit for that to gear up. And so it's hard for me as a content creator to put too much time into things that I know don't work as well as others. That being said... Yes, you could count on a return of Donnie. But I'm just kind of explaining why you don't see more of Donnie. But he's one of my favorites. And anyone else listening, if you haven't heard, oh, you just Google Donnie Cowboy or go to YouTube Donnie Cowboy. But uh, you could find his work. And if you know Earl Dibbles, who's beer and dip, Donnie is coffee and cigarettes to Earl's beer and dip. And he loves 90s country music. I know a lot of people just like Donnie as well. It's a lot of family members just like Donnie. Thanks for the question, buddy. Um, let me scroll. I got. Here we go. Johnny Nichols. Johnny says, Granger, I know you've toured Texas extensively. What's your favorite barbecue joint? And what's your go-to beer? That's Johnny from Iowa Colony, Texas. What's up, buddy? Shout out to the Texas folks. Shout out to Texas barbecue folks. It's so funny because we get in these discussions about barbecue so much because we get to travel the country and we see uh, the Carolina folks who are so serious about their barbecue. The Memphis folks are so serious. The Kansas City folks are so serious. The Texas folks are so serious. Uh, it, it's it's hilarious to go back and forth and people say that they have the best barbecue. When in reality, it's just all personal preference because to me, if you go to the best, like if you go to the best burnt end place in Kansas City, you're going to sit down and you're going to go, oh my God, these burnt ends are incredible. And then you cruise over to Memphis and you go to, what's it called? Rendezvous for all you Memphis people. Rendezvous, I think that's what it's called. And you get the ribs there and it's like those little dry ribs, incredible and then you go out there to Carolina and you get you a good old pulled pork with some of that thick honey sauce and all the crazy fixings they do in Carolina barbecue. I mean, they don't go, they're not shy with the fixings in Carolina. It's incredible. And then you come to Texas and it's once again totally different. But if you go to the best place, it's incredible. And they're all, it's different. 
And it's almost not even the same food category. I mean, I know they all end with BBQ, but it's not the same. It's very different. So I, I'm here to advocate that I love barbecue and I love the best of all of those places. And it's hard to even compare. That's like saying like football and baseball. Like, they're just so different. They're so they're to- totally different sports. And you can't compare uh the these details and the the long drawn out innings of baseball to the the tightly timed quarters of a football game. It's totally different. That being said, Johnny, to your question, I judge Texas barbecue in my mind by their brisket. So I love Louis Mueller's brisket in Taylor, Texas. Um, I love blacks in Lockhart, Texas. Um, I love Heart Eight out there, and was that out there in Stephenville? There's there there's a handful of them, and, you, and really, if you catch any of the best places, I've never been to Franklin's in Austin, by the way. But if you catch any of the best places on their best day when they have the really good cut, it could be the best barbecue you've ever had. But I typically will judge a Texas-based barbecue joint by their brisket, um, and you can do the. You could do the pull test. Basically, you take you take like a pencil pencil length slice of that brisket, and you hold it up, and it should that brisket should stand up on its own weight without falling. But if you take your other hand and you just kind of barely pull on that brisket, on that pencil pencil thickness, it should easily come apart like like bread, like white bread comes apart. That easily it should hold, stand up on its own, but come apart, and it should have a nice pepper bark on it. I'm not, I'm not all about cr- crazy rubs and crazy sauces. The, to me, a piece of brisket should live alone without sauce and with only with pepper seasoning, without craziness. So if if you could do that, and you could ha- hold up on the brisket test with pepper pepper bark, and then. Anything else after that is gravy. Yeah, ignore the pun. You could have great sauce. You could have great sides. But um, Texas barbecue has to nail the brisket. And I would go to Louis Mueller's in Taylor, Texas to get mine right now. That is not a paid sponsorship. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. Checking emails from Granger Smith podcast at gmail.com. This question comes in from Jennifer says, Hey Granger, this is Jennifer from Maryland. Let me first say, I love you and Amber and watching you, you make life easier. I knew of you, but never watched much about you until the passing of Riv. The journey since then, well, you guys have handled it with grace. I recently went through a separation after 12 years together My stepson is 13 years old, so you can see I've been in his life a long time. I'm struggling with the connection we used to have when we lived together. I try to visit three times a week, do activities with him, always get get food, we talk, we play video games, but it seems his opinion of me has changed since I decided to end things. His opinion of me has changed since I did decide to end things for everyone's happiness. 
we're coming on a year since I moved out, but I have helped with school appointments financially, but I do not know how to navigate with him. I know the relationship may not be like it was before due to changes, but I want the best we can get now, even if it's different situations. Great question, Jennifer. And I'm try- I was trying to really dive in to when you, des- you said you decided to end things for everyone's happiness. So uh, everyone has reasons for separation. Unfortunately, it's very normal. Um, what you're going through is probably pretty common. And there's probably a lot of people on this podcast that could relate to a story similar to yours. Thank you for the question and, and uh, trusting me with your answer. Here's my first thought. My first thought is, well, I said my first thought is I think you're, you're asking the right question and your, your heart is in the right place. And I love when you guys ask me questions and you show your heart right off the bat. It allows me to navigate the question better when I know that, okay, your heart's in the right place. So what I see from this question is, I see a 13-year-old boy more than anything in the scenario. And you have to understand, you know this, Jennifer, that if regardless of the separation, you would be having trouble connecting to a 13-year-old boy regardless, right? I mean, imagine how how you were connecting with him when he was 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, but everyone knows that something happens when you're 13. You change. You go through puberty. You go, you're, you're entering into adolescence, manhood, and you're in a really awkward stage. And add, add a separation to that, and he's confused. His, his, he's just not, he's not mentally developed enough to handle the magnitude of what's happening at home. And so what I'm trying to say is what is happening to you is natural and normal and completely ordinary in your situation. And it doesn't sound like it has anything to do with you right now or anything you can do to fix it. You're going there three times a week. You're doing activities with him. You're getting food. You're talking. You're playing video games. It's you have to be completely open to him and empathize with him about this separation. Meaning, hey, buddy, I know, I know it's got to be tough, right? Like, I, I know it's got to be so tough that me and your dad separated. And I just want you to know that I'm really sorry and I I want to I want to be there for you in in this weird time. And if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. If you don't want to if you don't want to bring it up at all, that's fine. But I want to I want to let you know that I want to be a part of your life forever because I helped raise you. And I want you to know that no matter what you do, I am going to be there for you. And Jennifer, I, in my opinion, as, as parents, and you are his parent, even though not biologically, 
as parents, our duty is to be there for the child forever, no matter what. But that is not reciprocal for the child. It's not, it's not a rule. It's not necessary for the child to have undying, unending, never ending love for a parent because they didn't choose that situation. The parents did in some way. And you did certainly by uh, entering to, into a relationship with a one-year-old little boy, a baby. And your dad entered into it by conceiving this child with the other woman. But the only one that's innocent in all this is the boy. He had nothing to do with any, this is just his life. So he could choose, he could completely be justified in choosing that he doesn't really care about you, Jennifer. But that should not affect your relationship with him or how you feel about him. Continue to pursue him. Continue to go over there three times a week, to do activities, to get food, even if he's apathetic and doesn't and acts like he doesn't care because you're slowly making a difference by proving with actions, not words, that you are there for him. And one day, he might be, it might take all the way to 22 years old. He's going to go, gum. Jennifer never gave up on me. Through all my idiot teenage years, through separation with my dad, this woman never gave up on me. And it'll click. And then that's it. He'll accept you forever. And that's what it is. But it might take some hard years. It might take some times when you go, hey, do you want to go out to eat? Uh, you want to play video games? Uh, you want to go do anything? Uh, and you're thinking, gosh, he hates me. He hates me. No, the answer is he's just 13. He's 13 and he's going through a lot and he doesn't know how to process it. So just stay on him. Keep chipping away. Be relentless. If this is what you want, pursue him. He deserves that. He's had a, he's had a, a, a tossed up childhood. So he deserves you staying. And, and good on you for even wanting this. So stay on him. Be relentless. Pursue him. And um, he'll open back up to you. I'm going to end with that one. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Please subscribe if you haven't to this podcast. If it adds any value to your life at all, tell a friend. Subscribe to this podcast. And we'll see you next Monday. Yee yee.